Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So today is the 7th of January. It's a Sunday. It might be a sleepy Sunday for most of you. And it's not normally, you're probably thinking, oh, Tuesday's a caged-in day. But today's a very special day. Because as much as it may be a nice, relaxing day for you guys to just chill out, spend time with the family, it's a very special day for one special boy out there, Nicholas Cage. It's his birthday, and he is 54 years old today. In 1963, his parents went at it and nine months later, on the 7th of January, popped out a little slippery Nick Cage. And boy, did he go on to achieve some greatness. He also went on to achieve some absolute shit. But thankfully for me, not a lot of that has come up yet. Um, (laughs) I'm sure a lot of that shit will come up in the time to be, uh, yeah, but it's time to look at, we're not looking at one of his movies per se today, we're actually getting our detective hats on and having a little little poke around a film that came out in 2002 called Sunny. the thing that is interesting about this film is it is the one and only time that Nicolas Cage has directed a film, um, and the question that begs to be answered is why only the one film and more importantly why only this film I'm sure he's had many opportunities to direct or there's plenty of projects that he could have taken and directed himself but why this one Um, I know that it stars James Franco and I know it is about a gigolo Um, here is a little brief description of the film from the man himself. Uh, I got the script over 15 years ago. Uh, my agent at the time, Ed Lomano, sent it to me. It was uh, originally called Folks, and it was something that Richard Gere had considered, and then he passed on it, and then did American Gigolo. And then I got the script a few years later. I read it, and I was compelled by it. I thought that the character was dynamic and uh, you know, emotional and powerful. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't find a director to commit to it. And uh, then it went on the shelf. Uh, no one seemed to want to make the film. And then over, as I said, over 15 years later, I started thinking about the idea of directing. And it came to my attention again. And I said, well, let's try to option it. And I did. And then I reread it. And I went through the whole same gamut of emotions. And I thought, yeah, this is, 
This is probably the right way to start for me because it's unique and it's, uh, it's about characters, it's about people. And I guess the only thing I really had at my fingertips was the idea that I could, I could talk to actors, that I could, I could communicate with them with respect and, and, uh, and make them try to feel safe enough to go to places where they could bear their souls. Um, but that was really all I knew I could do. Everything else was just trying to go by instinct. So there's a lot to digest there. And let's take that in for a second. That This was a film that Richard Gere had passed on to move on to American Gigolo, as we heard the man say himself, which like begs the question, was there a reason that this film did not get made. It seemed like there was a string of bad luck. Uh, Nick Cage, the actor, as we know, he has got a penchant for just doing whatever the fuck is handed to him. And it sounds like the crazier, the more outlandish idea um, of a film, the more gung-ho he he is to do it. Um, And when it comes to the element of, like, directing, uh, yeah, he's been on a lot of film sets does that necessarily mean that you should do it? <laughs> um, whilst doing some research on this, because obviously we hear from this why he directed this film, but we don't we don't really we don't really hear his, his standard like interview fare of just him promoting his movie. But we don't really hear about the why he never did anything else. Um, but whilst doing a little bit of research, which I'm going to come clean with you, it was. There's nothing out there. He never, he never, he never once said why he didn't direct another film or whether he was interested in directing anything else. But whilst doing some uh, research, I came across this little clip that may give us an insight into uh, how good this film may be. Uh, there is a celebrity fan of this film. A young movie? Yeah, Wh- yeah. Which one? The Disaster Artist. Oh, okay. I- <laughs> I thought you were Sonny. <laughs> oh, he, he likes this movie Sonny I did where oh, I Nick see. Cage directed I played a gigolo in New Orleans. Uh, so you yeah. were confused. Oh, well, sure. You I'm got not that. confused at all. I like that movie. Sonny. You like that movie. Yeah. So that was the voice of the ignanimous, uh, interesting character that is Tommy Wiseau whilst he was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel with James Franco promoting The Disaster Artist, uh, which I'm going to actually say, because uh, all I ever seem to talk about on this is... <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Nick Cage films. Disaster Artist was great. It was a film I saw uh, late last year. You should check out... I may have mentioned it on the last one because I saw a comparison between the two of those guys. But yeah, definitely check out The Disaster Artist. But having said that, this uh, is that the kind of endorsement that a film wants, that um, this kind of a man who has made a film as bad as The Room is a big fan of it. And, um, yeah, it's just... Obviously, I don't normally go in with any expectations, but obviously this one is a little different because I'm just... I'm actually trying to figure out why. Why he stopped here. Why he didn't direct anything else. Like... Is this kind of going to be a thing of potential that could have blossomed into a beautiful flower? Or is it going to be a train wreck and I'm going to see straight away from watching this film? Oh, that's why he never directed another film again. Because it was 
a horrible experience for everyone on board and studios probably saw it and were like no we are not giving that man any fucking money to direct we will just have him in the starring seat just losing his shit in every straight to dvd movie from here to eternity so there's only one way to find out which one of those that is and that's just to strap in and have a look at sunny from 2002 oh we are back one question has for certain been answered but many more have been raised whilst watching this film right uh i'm gonna go a bit light on the plot on this one uh because to be frank there isn't one uh not 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 that much of a plot that i could fucking see um the question that was answered i'm gonna say it right out i can tell why nicholas cage did not direct another film because in my humble opinion and i imagine the opinion of a lot of people this is a load of garbage uh it's a muddled mess of kind of student film techniques with a kind of self-importance that is like I guess he thought maybe the cast thought they were doing something great but oh boy were they were they fucking pissing up the wall with this one uh yeah so um Let's just kind of let's just kind of do like a a brief little brief little thing of what what the fuck happens in Sunny. Uh, so it's basically James Franco's character Sunny returns from war, which war, or like being in the army. Uh, or I don't know if she's returned from war or just being in the army. When I have no fucking idea because this film is not clear at all on when it is set it kind of has a soundtrack that is from all over the place like time wise there's one moment it's like seems like it's set in the 40s maybe then it seems like it's set in the 80s the 70s god fucking knows all i know is it's not a modern day film because technology there's no there's no mobile phones but god like it might as well have done it wouldn't have made it any more understandable not that it's a confusing film it's just it's all over the fucking place well he comes back from wherever the fuck he's been doing whatever the fuck he's been doing uh he, he looks pretty well for someone who's been in the army for three years uh looks like he's just had a been sat on a beach having a good old fucking time um, just have a sip of my drink this film has led me to yeah to drink uh first as soon as the film finished i was like that's it i need to pour myself a nice tall glass of fucking sank strong because oh boy it's not me for fucking six cage you prick fucking happy birthday so he's back and his mum straight away 
He's like, that's it. You're back out on the streets because you are my bottom bitch. His mum is pimping him out. He was a pimp. He was a whore before he went into the army. I say whore. I don't mean that in the derogatory term. That is just how they refer to the tricking game in this film. The hustling. The uh, a gentleman of the night. A a gigolo, I believe some people call it. Uh, He's out there and his mum is literally straight back on. When you're getting out there. When you're selling that slinging her dick on the streets. Because I want that money. I've got a new girl. Her name is Carol. Who's played by... um, Mia Savini, uh, or, yeah, uh, well, Mila, uh, I always, I always forget her name, I stumble across, I probably should have read it, oh, fuck it, um, she was in American Pie, and she's in, uh, American Beauty, which I know we can't really talk about anymore, because Kevin Spacey is fucking piece of shit, so that film's kind of, a uh, bit of a dirty, dirty subject, but yeah, She's the rose petal girl uh, that he's fucking fascinated with in that. Uh, she's there. She, she's like the other prostitute that the mum has. And she's like, you two are going to make me shit tons of money. And it's kind of like, I. it's very confusing because it's almost like she's setting them up that they should be together as well as like a romantic item. And very quickly that night... Carol comes back from tricking the games and she is, she pays Sonny for sex and it's a very weird, lots of weird shots, like close-ups of, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what Nicolas Cage was thinking with a lot of the shots in this. He fucking loves a crane shot in this. It's lots of like swooping for no, for no, for no reason, like literally outside of a house, like, as I said, it's very like studenty film, like my first film. Like, let's just throw every piece of shit at the wall. Um, so it is essentially just the exploits of him trying to live a new life because he doesn't want to be a prostitute anymore. He wants to work in a bookshop in Texas because a friend of his in the army said, "My dad owns his bookshop. He can get you a job." Um, we see the next morning after Sonny has slept with Carol that um, his mum's old friend, played by the late, great Harry Dean Stanton, who for me is an absolute standout in this film, just because he is someone who seems naturalistic and isn't hasn't got this kind of light switch style of acting that kind of Nicolas Cage is known for, that kind of on the flip of a dime, is off the wall and crazy and fucking mental. Um, But Harry Dean Stanton is natural and kind of got a call about him. But maybe that's just because I really like Harry Dean Stanton. And before we go any further on the plot, I've got to say, I normally really like James Franco. But in this film, I couldn't fucking stand him at all. There was like a... I don't know, this film is filled with characters, I think the reason I don't like it is because it's filled with characters that are unlikable and irredeemable, they're all just horrible people that you do not care about their outcomes, you do not care about what they have to say or what they've been through or what happens to them, 
like they could have all just got into a big barrel and gone off the end of the fucking Niagara Falls for all I care because they were all just disgusting horrible vile people and that's not just to say because they were in the world of prostitution even that there was just still no redeemable like features about them they just weren't nice to anyone or anything they just kind of they were just all like i don't know even when sunny has like ways out he's just fucks it up and f f yeah just i don't know mate yeah oh no i had no just fuck them all (laughs) um so moving on with the plot i say i keep saying the word plot like there's a lot going on but there's, there's there's not um there is a scene where Sonny is driving to Texas and this is one of many scenes that just has, like I said, this kind of student sensibility and like the horrible, horrible, like sped up driving sequence to some kind of, I don't know, it sounds like some cardigans rip off, horrible, like late 90s early 2000s kind of indie pop rock that is just oh it's it's gross uh he goes out to see the guy who said his dad had the shop and things aren't good uh the son is played like the friend is played by scott khan who i imagine nicholas cage like got off of the back of gone in six seconds he's like please please do me this favor be in this bullshit film I've got, like, it's my directorial debut, please, please be in it, um, yeah, come on, mate, (laughs) and the job that he was promised, well, he weren't gonna fucking get it, because it turns out that the dad had lied about his financial situation whilst his son was in, um, the army, and had also lied about his health, so not only had he lost the shop, he's bloody dead, um, (laughs) fucking hell talk about pride uh pride being one of like probably the biggest killers in men because they're too proud to say hey i'm uh feeling really really ill uh, i should really go see a doctor it's just just swallow it down suck it up move on with it and he's brown bread so there is no job in texas there is no bookshop there is no hope left for sunny um that night, he goes out on a date with uh, Scott Kahn and a couple of lovely Texan girls. Um, and he's just an oddball. And, like, the woman asks him about what he does for work. He's like, oh, I'm in a kind of transitional stage. I'm just kind of doing whatever. And um, then he gets down to it, goes down, down to the bone zone, bang, 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 doing his fang. And she's like, oh, boy. You should do that for a living because you're hella good. And you know what? He's like, this is a tender moment where he's like, oh, well, that's what I used to do before the army. I, I was a here. I was a here. This is a, this not, not me putting an inflection on the word whore, but it's, this is the weird New Orleans accent that James Franco and many of the other cast have affected where the word whore all of a sudden becomes here like it's uh, (laughs) it's it's both hilarious and fucking skin crawling at the same time um 
upon hearing this news, like at first the woman thinks, yeah, 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 you're having a laugh, you're just, you're showing off because you're good at slinging that dick. Um, but it dawns on her that he is being honest and she goes to have some cough syrup where Sonny just fucking loses his rag naked, just throwing cough syrup bottles all about the place going, you're a fucking junkie, Scott Khan comes running in, the other girl comes running in, Sonny's told to get the fuck out of there, rightly so, because he is just screaming at the top of his lungs, I am better than all of you, I am fucking better than all of you, you're fucking shit, you're all squares, I am fucking great. Um, And then he is back home and back to slinging dick around town, pulling tricks and just sleeping with, like, possibly the people I felt sorry for the most in this film. Um, And a film that's quite liberating is, obviously, one redeeming thing about this film is that the fact that it's that role reversal in that it is a male gigolo. I know a lot of films are very centred upon female prostitutes, but this film has the guts, at least, to show a male prostitute. Not the guts, but, like, it is very different to a lot of American cinema out there, and this film kind of took a punt on that. Um, into <laughs> a little thing I have made for this film, just called Scenes That Were Weird. Uh, because from this point on, eh, not a lot really happens, but these are kind of the rough highlights, uh, or lowlights, possibly more the lowlights, the real bottom of the barrel. Um, one of them is a woman asks that Sonny turns up dressed as a policeman, and upon his arrival, he's in character, he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to check your house, there's a prowler about... And uh, one thing leads to another. It's obviously just the lead up to the sexual act that he's actually been paid for. And she is well into getting fucked by a, the policeman's nightstick. And upon uh, what I can only imagine is entry, there's just a very kind of weird effect with the sound it almost sounds like jungle sounds and like it echoes out of her screams of delight and cuts to the next scene of Sonny asking for the money and the woman's like oh, I've only got like like 200 he's like well it's 300 where's the fucking money and end up smashing a tv and i was just i was just perplexed and confused by this because i was like is he still in character as the policeman or is this now like sunny just actually getting pissed off that the woman has not got him the money um and i'm still still to this moment now i only stopped watching this film maybe 10 minutes ago and i don't know i just yeah it's still confusing now. Um, again, it's back to that like light switch, fucking bang, bang, bang. Like he's either level-headed or he's off the fucking chain, and it's just weird. <laughs> it's confusing. Um, one of the things that happens with Sonny, his mum, is like, I can get you and Carol some jobs together, and I thought as soon as I heard this. No, we're in for some very weird four-way sex scenes that I am not into because they're going to be shot in a very leering and horrible way by that sleazy dickhead, Nicolas Cage. 
I was, I'm, it's okay, because they weren't some kind of weird, like, octogenarian, like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, multi-generational four-way. No, it was uh, that they would both go to a client's house, and Sonny would take the wife, and Carol would take the husband. So, I'm not sure if the four-way would have been weirder. Um, maybe this is a slightly weirder scenario. And one of my lowlights, things that were weird in this film is after the deed is done um, and Carol and Sonny are settling up with the couple, the couple's children are running into the bedroom while Sonny and Carol are there and they're like, we'll just see ourselves out. Um which is very, 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 very weird. And again, another confusing scene. If anything, this film, intentionally or not, is very confusing and slightly upsetting. Um, this leads on to a scene where they end up in a fucking barn. It's like something out of a bad, like, sex novel or what they called fucking erotic novel sex novel fucking hell this film has literally scrambled my fucking tiny brain to the point where i just don't know what i'm saying anymore guys i hope for you at home this makes some remnants of sense because to me this it's like sorry i've got a drink again because this is I feel real, I'm feeling real sad, guys. Fucking, ah, uh, it's a beating. I'm, ho- I'm hoping Nicolas Cage is having a far better time on his birthday than I am on his, on his birthday because I fucking just sat through Sunny, mate, and it's, oh, come on. It just wasn't a good time. Like, uh, one day, one day I will, I will, I fucking try my hardest to meet Nicholas Cage and when I do I'm just like I think I might open with come on mate Sonny what the fuck was that about because I'm still picking parts of my fucking confused mind off of the floor and wherever it's fucking gone to um so as I established earlier there was a character of Henry played by Harry Dean Stanton um yeah like loads of stuff happens like sex is going on and like I don't know, they're kind of, Carol wants Sonny to get out of this life of tricking and like run away with them and she's she's been proposed to loads of times by this old guy called Troy and she goes for it, she's like, I just want to get out of this life and I'm going to marry Troy and Henry is at a card game and leaves and oh my god, it's just... This scene is fucking nuts. He pulls out of his space and is hit by a truck. And his car just fucking explodes and bursts into flames. I am not, like, an expert when it comes to car crashes. But I feel like it would take a lot more than what happens on screen for a car to fucking explode. (sighs) And, like, miraculously, his hat lands just outside of the car, like, a little bit burnt up, but looks fine, just so we know. Just so we know, that was definitely Henry who died, because his fucking hat's there. Yeah, we fucking know, we saw the car explode, guys, come on! Fuck's sake. Um, And then, 
Sonny's mum tells Sonny that it was Henry who was his dad all this time and Henry didn't want you to know that he was your dad because he was embarrassed that he was a he was a fucking failure and he was a bum. And Sonny probably says the most like honest thing and the thing I was thinking all, all, all the way through this is like, well, we're all failures. Yeah, you are. You're all horrible, nasty people. Like... I obviously get that Sonny can, and Carol can be seen of victims of circumstance. Obviously, you find out that Sonny has been made to be a prostitute since he was 12 years old. But there is still something inherently unlikable about the character. Um, I don't know. You don't go enough into just... I get that films just paint people like for how they are and don't really you don't have to delve that deep into it but it's just I don't I don't want fucking second guessing myself because I know I didn't enjoy this and like I don't remember thinking about it more might I might I might find something in there but no <laughs> at the moment no I did not bloody like it so she says that is your daddy and this sends Sonny into a spiral of chaos and he goes out drinking and this is a scene that really confused me because um there was moon age daydream playing whilst he's boozing and then moments later there was whip it by devo and i just had kind of no idea like this just really spun me for a loop and which decade this was set or were they just kind of trying to be arty and loose with the soundtrack and you know what if that was the case it didn't fucking work um and then ah, oh, the effects also on this scene are fucking terrible the camera work is blurry the colors are saturated it just looks fucking gross and it's just again you were pulled in more with some of these like kind of student techniques of how they think it should look just because of like stuff like there is a moment where he is stood still on the corner and everyone's moving real quick around him and it's just like Nicolas Cage has seen like tons of music videos and stuff like that like oh that would be cool let's just throw that in see how that works and it does not look good um, and then Sonny finds himself going into uh, a guy called Acid Yellow's place, who is, um, it looks like it is a gay brothel by the looks of it, because of um, Sonny very quickly is like, I just want to, I want to, I want to come and work for you. I want to, I want to do a job. Have you got a guy coming in um, that I can, that I can, that I can handle? And Acid Yellow is played by Nicholas fucking cage and he has got this horrible prosthetic nose worse than um never on tuesday uh worse than that it is horrible um possibly worse than eddie in deadfall it's just this kind of bulbous i'm I'm glad that most of the scenes with him in were blurry because even but even that couldn't mask the fact that he looked like a fucking idiot it was clearly nicolas cage with a prosthetic nose and just like when you thought the film couldn't get any weirder as well you were just brought into this odd almost 
a clockwork orange style. Just everything was over the top. Everyone looked like I couldn't tell if they were intentionally supposed to look like the way they did, or it's just they'd run out of money and they just the people went fucking mental in the costume department. But yeah, it's this kind of like day glow sixties, but almost like Ed War- like kind of um, Louis the Sixteenth style, like just garb and everyone look fucking mental and Sonny eventually is in a room with a gentleman and he asks him the question like he's like oh like what you're here for and he's like I've been a bad boy you're gonna punish me and uh Sonny's like yeah how do you want to be punished however you see fit and then he asks him the question do you know your father and he's like well my father's dead and Sonny's like well so's fucking mine whack boot to the face starts wailing on the guy that's it fucking acid yellow in his goons pull Sonny out beat the shit out of him get him out the door acid yellow had a fucking cane that had a fucking sword in it that he pulls out and he's like cut him cut him and then like once Sonny is scarpered and out of the way it was just like Nicolas Cage was like oh, it's my like, nobody's let me say this in a film so I'm gonna say it his line once Sonny has run away he just shouts the word cunt and that is a word I was thinking Nicolas Cage so you are right now because this film is a load of bullshit um then we get the next day. Sonny is feeling sorry for himself. Uh, he is back home and wants to <laughs> wants to get out of it. He's looking sad for himself. Carol comes back. She's like, "That's it. I need the Pontiac keys. I'm getting out of here. Me and Troy are getting out. We're going to get married in." Mexico we're gonna elope it's gonna be a grand old time and then she's like can I have a chat with you on the front doorstep Uh, because I don't want your mum to hear and she said to him you know what you should just run I'm getting away you've got your opportunity don't even go back into the house just leave just go and then we see Carol go leave get in the car start to drive away we cut back to Sonny he's looking up at the front door should he go in should he not and then we see Carol in the car, see the gross, fucking, yeah, rotund, <laughs> disgusting man she has decided to marry just so she can get out of this life. This is the one moment I felt sorry for a single character in this film. I felt sorry for her that she had to live her life with this horrible, disgusting, vile man just so she could get out of being a prostitute. And then, in the rearview mirror, she sees Sonny running down the road. She gets out of the car, runs to Sonny. They kiss in the middle of the beautiful New Orleans streets. And then it fades to white. And then we get the final shot, which is back to Sonny, looking at that front door, should he go in. And this final shot frustrated me so fucking much. Because it was like, you're just trying to be smart. You're just trying to be clever. You're trying to be overly ambiguous with something that 
if you were going to do that, just have him looking at the door. Don't give us this fucking, oh, was that a dream? Was that not? Was that a thought? Maybe the fade to white is supposed to lead you into this. It's supposed to be a dream. Just don't fucking give us that. That is, it's just fucking bullshit and just seems cheap to the audience and feels like a big old fucking waste of time. Um, so I think you can kind of guess what I thought about this film. Uh, you can definitely see, uh, I I am not signing any petition. You can start a fucking change.org or whatever you want for Nicolas Cage to direct a film. No. No, 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 no. No, no. There's, like, Francis Ford Coppola, fantastic director. Sophia Coppola, again, fantastic director. Haven't watched enough of her films, but just, just leave it to them, mate. Just leave it to them because, like... We don't, like, we don't want this kind of, mm, like, fucking, I don't know, it's one of the, I, it, it's, I can just imagine the people who like this, and that they're fucking wankers, and I don't know, I don't want to be a part of it, and I don't, like, I did not enjoy this film, and I do not want Nicolas Cage to do any more. So it's a new year, and I hope his New Year's resolution was like, you know what, I'm never never going to direct another film. I'm hoping he's getting to the ripe old age of 54. He's like, do you know what? I took a stab at that directing lark, but never again. I found my niche just to be in any old straight-to-DVD bit of tat, and I'm going to do that until the days that my body gives up and I can no longer do it and just fade away gracefully. Do not... I'm begging you, Nicolas Cage, do not direct another film. So, that is what I thought about the film. What do critics think? Let's just have a look. I am going to pull up right now, live on air, the scores this film got. And we have today, IMDb gave this film 5 Point seven out of ten. I feel like that is fucking wrong. This should have way been below a fucking five. This was not a. It's just. Uh, I kind of want to read out what people have said about this. Like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking doing it. Rotten Tomatoes, twenty three percent. That's 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 a lot more like it. That's yeah definitely in the bottom quarter of films it is it's not it's not it's not good guys um would i recommend you watching this no because it is not even good on a like it's not even good in like so bad it is good it is just bad um so that is sunny uh this has been nicholas cage's birthday special um so uh, yeah, I would say happy, but yeah, happy birthday, Nicky boy. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Um, I saw recently that the trailer for Mum and Dad has been released. Um, I have resisted from watching it, but I do know it is um, directed by Brian Taylor. Is it of the Neville Dean Taylor like Crank fame, and I believe the second ghost rider film so i'm very much looking forward to that i've 
couldn't escape. I believe I'd heard about it even before I'd started the podcast. That film sounds fucking great. So this is how Nicolas Cage's future is turning out. I look forward to that. I feel like this film was a skid mark on the career. And I understand why you never went on to directing. Because this film was terrible. So, I have been your host, Petrus Patsilvus. I have been caged in this fucking toilet of shit that is sunny. You've been rad. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.